Hey, it's Melinda, and welcome to the Kavana Podcast. The Hebrew word Kavana is all about living your life with intention. Each week, I'll be featuring someone who inspires me and lives each day with purpose. My greatest hope is that by listening, you too will be inspired to wake up every morning with intention. It all begins with you. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Kavana Podcast. I am so excited about the third episode because I have a really special guest. And I'm going to introduce her by saying that she makes really good babka. Her babka is like super, super thick and fudgy with layers of goodness. Okay, really, the main thing we have to just understand here is that I like my babka with less dough and more chocolate. And this lady right here, she does that. And who do I have? I've got myself Naomi Elberg in the house. Naomi on Instagram is? Naomi underscore, that's the line on the bottom, T-G-I-S. And what does T-G-I-S stand for? Thank goodness or thank God it's Chavez. It could also be summer, Sufganiot. It really, (laughs) the S is really, it's a great letter because it just sourdough. These are all things that like. I've never thought about that before because I. And where did that come from? So a few years ago, it started off as, thank goodness, it's summer. Mm. And I started baking challah over summer vacation. I was a teacher. And people were asking me if I'll continue doing it for Rosh Hashanah. It was early that year. And so I ended up quitting my job and baking challah full time. And challah evolved into babka. And it took over, it took about a year of trial and error, trial and error. And then I went into Sukhaniot and, you know, I just kept going. And at one point I was like, you know what? I just want to share what I do. Like people are still going to buy from me regardless if they have a recipe or not. But people want to know, you know, they want to know how to do it. And I loved, I guess my teacher background Mm -hmm. sort of, you know, came into play. And so TGIS started off as, thank goodness, it's summer, Shabbos, and that's sort of where it is. Sufganiot. Oh, my God. That is great. Yeah. So you started out. Salads. Oh, salads. I did salads also. You used to sell salads? I used to do, yeah. Custom salads and like. So you're a natural entrepreneur. If it starts with an S. (laughs) (laughs) So guys, if there's anything you think of that starts with an S. There is a possibility, or should I not be saying this out loud, that Naomi may one day sell it, but you have a natural ability to go for something that, that excites you. A lot of it is also what uh, people had suggested to me. Mm-hmm. And at one point, a mutual friend of ours had said, can you, you know, can you be my personal cook or my chef or whatever? And I was like, well, what do you want? They said, salads. Can you do salads? And years ago, I had a group on Facebook. Before, remember there used to like be like groups and then everything changed. Anyways, yes. like, for the love of salads or salads galore and all salad recipes. Wow. I don't, I don't know if I could still access it, but all those groups still exist. Some of them aren't as popular as others, but those group groups are still out there. There are people, did you know there are people who are on Facebook and not on Instagram? Yeah, there are. Those people exist. I don't know many of them anymore, but, and there's a lot of people on Instagram who are not on Facebook. I started off on Facebook. I had a Facebook group, Mm -hmm. but I guess like I evolved more into Instagram. I guess it just depends on 
it's age and it just depends on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, so you started your, so you started on Facebook, but you started getting more popular on Instagram and that's where things built for you. So I started on Facebook and then I just figured, you know, I used my own personal page as you know, a way to promote myself. And then I created one of those like, like pages where you can like it and be updated. Um, cause if, you know, there was a local article that was written about me or I had written something for, you know, done a blog, uh, a, do- a blog post, hmm. then people were able to actually look me up on, on Facebook. And then I was posting on Instagram, but I would post like just pictures of food and I'd get like a good five likes. And that was like huge mm-hmm. for me. And I remember it was at the kosher, it was kosher fest a few years ago. I ran into somebody that I followed and and I fangirled them. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. It was Shannon Sarna. Oh, Shannon. She's and amazing. she is like, was like a challah goddess. She is a challah goddess, yeah. a vodka goddess. And I remember I looked at her and I was like, you are such an inspiration. You know, thank you so much. And, and you know, I showed her my page. And she said to me, are you private or public? And I said, I'm private. Mm. She goes, girl, go public. And she goes, that way you're really going to start drawing that following and I started with the hashtags and then I met you through mm. like friends of ours and you know, I just, you sent me some challah. Oh, I did. That's how that's, I it brings back so many memories that it's like us meeting and bonding was over challah. It was. Gosh. And you posted it. And I remember like I was on cloud nine. <laughs> it was like the most exciting thing ever. And you know, it's, it was one thing after the other and it was just, you know, developing friendships, real friendships with people mm-hmm. and you know, getting inspired from them and friends of mine giving me ideas and just, you know, encouraging one another. I love that. I love that concept that you can never, building alone is so lonely, isn't it? And it only takes you so far. But one thing I really love that you said when you introduce yourself to Shannon, who is the editor of The Nosher, and when you introduce yourself and you told her and you fangirled, which people come up and they say, hey, I don't want to bother you. But they they want to do that fangirling, which we all do. I love to fangirl on people. You got real tangible advice from her. It was amazing. Yeah, she was amazing. And not just that, but I've done a couple of articles for my Jewish learning. One of them was a babka article mm. a few years ago. Um, it was an Irish cream babka. Whoa. Because St. Patrick's Day and Purim fell at the same time. And... I wanted to incorporate both of those because my Jewish learning is really, it's geared for like everyone in Judaism. Um, not even Jewish, just like, you know, for tons of great recipes, tons of great articles. She has a podcast too. Mm-hmm. And, um, I decided to do something with, um, an Irish, yeah, it was an Irish cream infused babka mm-hmm. and it was insanity. And I guess that was my first boozy babka. The first of the many. First, and then I did a spelt babka recipe for her. And one thing that I've learned also is I used to be very, I still am, I'm always nervous before doing something new. And I used to say no to everything all the time. Growing up, if I was uncomfortable doing something, you know, I would say no, and that would be that. And I learned to start saying yes. I say yes, provided like within, you know, and I don't necessarily worry about it at that moment, but I've learned to say yes. And, you know, it's a very scary word, actually. Mm-hmm. People are always saying, you have to learn how to say no. Yeah. I had to learn how to say yes. But because, and then I basically challenged myself because a few months ago, I ended up 
doing a catering job in a professional kitchen, uh, hand rolling like a thousand rogalach. Oh my. Oh, I remember those pictures. I thought that that was you taking a picture of somebody else's when you first posted it. No, those were all hand rolled. And I got my first real hardcore (laughs) burn because chocolate chips, when they come out of the oven, like an industrial oven, they stick right to you. Yes, they do. And, um, I was so nervous about it, and I, I thought to myself, I am just going to fail, and I'm just going to crumble, and I just went in, and you know, it was it was actually one of the most incredible experiences doing the Brooklyn challah bake last year. Mm. They called me and asked me to do it, and I didn't know there were 500 people that were going to be there. That was like the first big event. I, I think that was like really like the first event. Mm-hmm. I've ever really done. And after that, I was like, do anything <laughs> after that. Wow. Yeah. So you were afraid, but you did it anyways. I did. Even like a year and a half ago or so, culinary for a cause. I remember that. Um, they, Sharon, who's in charge, who's in charge of it, asked mm-hmm. me, I, I, in my head, I was planning for my son's bar mitzvah. All I heard was develop a challah recipe, develop a challah recipe, develop a challah recipe. And I was like, yeah, no problem. No problem. A few weeks before she's like, I never said challah recipe. It's not challah, Naomi. It's a totally different, it's food. And I was like, oh boy. Wow. And I came up with something and last minute I had to switch it because there was something very similar. And I had to develop a recipe from start to finish within 24 hours. And what did you make? I'm trying to remember. It's, it was, I'm racking my brain right now. Was, something with brisket. Yeah. And someone actually messaged me this morning about it. It was um, a sticky... Asian pulled beef and I started Googling and I started reading about Asian ingredients and, um, you know, learning about apples and apple juice as being a natural tenderizer for meat and breaking it down and Asian pear and all this stuff. And I incorporated these like things into this recipe, you know, flavors that we can get locally and, um, items. And all I had in my freezer was a London broil. Because I had to develop this recipe on a Thursday when I was baking challah. Could you imagine? Mm-hmm. So I literally threw this London broil into a crock pot and wrote down all these things that I were, was doing, threw it in with it. And it was phenomenal. Phenomenal. People were raving about it afterwards. Yeah. Raving. And then it was Kayla, Kayla yeah. Cage, the Kitsch, New York, who said, why don't you do a crispy rice cake? And that's how the whole thing just came to be and rounded out. Wow. And again, we go back to friends. It's like getting inspired by your friends and listening to their advice. And wow, it goes, it goes so far, doesn't it? I mean, it's how we met. We've, we've, again, we met through Hala, but our friendship built through social media. Yeah. I added you on it. I added you on Facebook. Do you remember that? I don't know why I added you on Facebook. No, I don't remember that. Okay, I do. And then I, like, you know, like, oh, it's no. just, there's so many, you know. It, it's, and it's something that I feel like people talk about a lot. Like They're like, how do I get into the inner circle? And it's like, you don't need the inner circle. You need to create your circle of the people in your life who are going to build you up. And it's funny because, like, I was mentioning to you, a lot of people ask, you know, are you really friends with, with these people that, you know, you see so many people on Instagram and my answer is it's true. I meet a lot of people. You meet a lot of people. You click with some people you don't with others. Mm-hmm. And it's the ones that you just, you know, continue getting together with and speaking to and, you know, inspiring one another. Even if you don't speak to them every day, we don't speak every day. Right. And, you know, just giving ideas. Um, 
like sourdough, for example. Mm-hmm. I learned how to make sourdough from like literally 10 different people who have, you know, who dabbled in the world or who are, you know, professional, quote unquote, you know, bakers. Mm-hmm. And they've given me ideas and we send each other starter and, you know, we tell them not to eat specific things. Melinda, remember oh your sourdough? I'm like, I don't think short story hopefully it'll be short you know nothing I do is ever short but except for me and um uh, so my kids came home with starter or what we thought was supposed to be starter the kids basically came home from school and they had made starter in school and I'm like I think I sent a message we have a whatsapp chat <laughs> for a few of us with sourdough I don't even know why I'm in it guys I don't make sourdough I have learned from the masters but I do not make it and I posted in there. I'm like, guys, what do I do with this? And you guys had given me advice. It was you, Kaya Suri, Shashi, you know, Spice. Yes. Oh my gosh. It was like all of you guys were just, you know, cooking and heels, spice and zest for anyone on Instagram who wants to go find them. If you don't already, again, homegrown kosher. Homegrown kosher. And you guys all gave me advice on how to feed it, what to do with it, what it should smell like. And in the end, it didn't The work. best advice was Melinda, don't eat it. <laughs> don't eat and it. And Naomi came to my house. Danielle also. She's like, this oh, does not smell right. It did not smell right. Oh, my gosh. And I, we, we made it. it. We got up at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah, because I was leaving. The so conference. I was, I was going to a conference. And, oh, that was the Jewish Food Media yeah. Conference, wasn't it? And the day of, we got up that morning, and we made it super early, and it just didn't no, smell right. I got up super early. Yeah, you did. You did everything. But I brought you starter. <laughs> I know, yeah. I still have it. Yeah, I... I are you this is a guilt thing happening no. now <laughs> and donuts we, we discussed donuts your spelt donut recipe so it happens to be that my spelt donuts would not be what they are without your help because I love working with white spelts and I wanted to make these donuts for um for Hanukkah and I wanted to use spelt and I'm like Naomi can you help me with you know ratios and you have a natural understanding and I know you use Google a lot, which if you're listening out there, if you don't know how to do something, Google's your best Google friend. is your best friend. Exactly. You can find anything on Google and YouTube. Anything. And you were so helpful and I had round after round after round. And in the end they were the perfect fluffy spelt donut and I would not change a thing about them. And you were so helpful with that. And if you want to go back to like donuts and friends helping out one another, this was a few years ago and this is really how the ball really got rolling. Um, I'd met Danielle a few years ago. Danielle ran off uh, here. We did that sourdough class at your house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we would chat now and then. And I remember she had was really big on her Try It Out Tuesdays. Now it's Try It Out Tuesday on Wednesday. Sometimes <laughs> it's Try It Out Tuesday on, like, we don't know what day. But the point is, it was a Motsi Shabbos. And I was chatting with her, and I said, Danielle, I have a really great idea for your Try It Out Tuesday. You're going to, for donuts, you take a piece of parchment paper, you put a ball of dough in, on it, and you put it in the hot oil. And she said, do not do that. It will explode. It's dangerous. Don't do it. And I was like, no, no, no. It really works. Like, I got the idea from a friend who, you know, and she's like, don't do it. And guess what? Oh, it's amazing. It worked. Oh, my God. And I told I do her it. about it. And, yeah. all, and, like, the truth is I wasn't looking for anything. It was mm-hmm. just like, okay, I'll give you an idea for Try It Out Tuesday. And, you know courtesy wise I guess then it was like you know you tag your friend and gave you the idea fine Danielle really just took it to a whole other level and you know because when she's passionate about something she goes all in within an hour she's like we're going on a live and we're gonna do this (laughs) and we're gonna do that and it just took off and that's really that's when it really began that's when everything started that got the ball rolling and 
I was like, wow. And Hanukkah was really like, I had this huge influx of followers coming in and everybody was tagging me and I was sharing all this stuff. And I was like, okay, in my head, I was like, Naomi, like if you're starting this, you got to keep going. And people are, it's like a one hit wonder. I didn't want to be the one hit wonder, you know? So I was like, okay, what am I going to do next? Because I knew I had the recipes that like, and the techniques that I had worked to perfect over the years. Do I share them? Do I not share them? And I remember after Hanukkah, I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? So I started, I did a Lafa recipe. And from the Lafa recipe, people liked it. And I did salads fine. And I dabbled in like, while I was trying to really figure out what I wanted to do. And then I shared a small batch challah recipe but I shared every little detail because I wanted to see how long I can like push it before coming up with something else. Mm. And people like loved it. Mm. They loved it. And I was getting messages like I made this recipe. Thank you so much. Thank you for explaining. And then it was babka and it just apparently babka is like the most, what people thought was like the most complicated thing in the world. Oh, it's interesting. So you're, you simplifying babka is really what took off. Yeah. Cause wow. Well, that's what you do. I find that you make things easier. And it's not you make them seem easier. You take things that, in my head, is six-braided challah. It's like impossible. And then I go to your page and I'm like, uh, I could do that. Because you show us how. And that's exactly it. Um, I The first time I taught myself how to make a six-braided challah, with my laptop in the kitchen mm-hmm. and I broke it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. How did you do that? With our flour inside. Ah. I can tell you. Linda, how many computers have you been through? <laughs> two or three. Oh my gosh. Two or three computers. Cause I used to watch Netflix when I would bake and my dear husband would replace them. And then he put up a TV in the kitchen. He's like, you can't break this. Just watch it. Like from where you are. But then I would get flour in the remote. Like there'd be flour everywhere. And he bought me an Alexa. And then it broke too because wow. there was flour in it. <laughs> so so note to self, flour breaks everything. Apparently. Except for bread and donuts and, and all. Too much of it will. Oh, that's true. And the true. wrong flour will. Mm. Oh, that's deep. That's yeah. true. Wow. So we get to babka and where do you go from there? So I posted my babka. I posted what I was doing and I decided to play around. With, and actually the first recipe that I shared, I wanted, people wanted a dense babka. And I know you're nodding, but I was like, I am. I love a good dense babka. So I use pastry flour because it's the lowest protein flour, cake flour. But guess what? The less protein is the less gluten. And then you can't roll it out as well. And so I was just, I decided to start educating myself on flour. And I knew a bit, I knew about it because I was making challah. And I had basically, with regards to babka, tried so I, I started off with my babka with a challah dough, mm. and it evolved into something else, into something else, into something else, and um, I just lost track of what I was saying. Babka, something babka. about not it's always about babka. We were talking about the yeah, thick yeah. babka and so the heavy babka. What ends up happening was I was I was sharing all of these trials and errors, mm-hmm. and I remember people would send me ideas like, "Oh, have you tried this or have you tried this?" and I have so many cookbooks and so many magazines and I look like a hoarder, but the truth <laughs> is like, I can't throw them out because I reference them and yeah. I highlight them. 
And I learned about slow rises and about gluten development and everything. I would share everything with people like challah dough, like I'm just backtracking quickly, even mm-hmm. babka dough in the summer because it's so hot and there's so much humidity and flour absorbs moisture in the air. When you let your challah dough rise at room temperature, your babka dough, it gets so sticky and so hot. Leave it in your fridge. And it's so much easier to work with cold dough. Mm-hmm. And I share the products that I like to use. And it's not the recipe that makes the product. It's little tiny things that really the, that, that make your, your, your product, your end result, what it is. You know, working on a pastry mat or cutting your dough instead of ripping it and just letting it rest and keeping it covered to keep that moisture inside. It's all little things. Yeah. I remember... Years, it must have been a, a couple years ago, you and I were talking about recipe development. And me, I'm very specific. Like, whether it's a dessert or, a, a you know, something savory, I give every single detail of what to do. And I remember you were sharing a recipe. I, I don't know what kind of dough. It was a dough. And you always give this advice. You have your pinch test, you know, like you're famous for your pinch test on Instagram and, you know, with the dough. And and you teach people about these things. And you were saying you weren't giving specific numbers. And I was like, you know, Naomi, you really need to start giving more details. And and thank God you didn't listen to my advice. And by the way, that's advice too. You don't always have to listen to the advice you're given, even by somebody doing something longer. And I remember you said to me that you want to teach people how to become more natural in doing it, not just follow recipe, robotic, but like you just said, when it's warmer out or colder out, like teaching them so it sticks, how to understand so it doesn't stick Uh teaching them so right so it's a part of who they are to understand how to make these things and it's not just pulling out the recipe and it's really special that you do that that you you it's that whole teach people to fish versus giving them the fish like you know when you're giving someone a recipe you are giving them a fish and they're cooking it if you are teaching them to fish you're teaching them the behind the scenes the understanding the ups and downs and I think it's really special that you do that you know what it is? I've gotten messages from people. Not this isn't to be sappy, but they're like, you know, I always hated baking challah, or I always, you know, and then they're like, I can say a bracha on gluten free challah, and I haven't mm. been able to wash on challah for years, or thank you, you know, because now I can bake challah for my family every week, or the technique of making your dough Thursday night and leaving it in the fridge up to twenty four hours, or you know, or just overnight, really has changed people's lives. And there's a whole, like, there's articles about, you know, what challah pan to use and how much dough to use. And it just, you know what, not everybody has the time to, to, to figure this out. I happen to be fortunate enough to, you know, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I love sharing it. And, you know, oftentimes people are like, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily get paid for most, a lot of these things, but mm-hmm. it's really just, you know, sharing the information and, even with like demos, like I never really meant to get started on this. I never meant to be doing this. It was one person that wanted, I think it was the pepper mill. They wanted a babka demo. It was like, okay, we'll do it. And <laughs> then somebody yes. else wanted a babka demo and then yeah. somebody else and somebody else. And it just, again, got the ball rolling. So now when I, you know, when I do demos, I tell people, what do you want to do? They're like, well, what do you do? And I'm like, no, I want to know what you have in mind so we can customize you know, your event. I love that. And people ask for, everybody's asking for babka, right? But I do everything. Right now. No, I'm curious what else you do your demos. And I'm curious as a business, what else you do um, 
you know, to earn, not just to earn some cash, but to build a business for yourself and make this really intentional. So when I like a product, more often than not, I tag them. Mm-hmm. And I don't get paid to do it necessarily. But if it's a product that works for me, then other people should know about it. And then oftentimes the companies will come back to me and they'll ask me, you know, they'll send me things and I'm happy to share it with other people. But I do consultant work. So when people have, you know, specific questions, um, you know, we we work on that. It's not just individuals, it's actually companies. And I do product development. And I just, I wear a lot of fun hats. Let's, you know, recipe development, product development, consultant mm-hmm. work, demos. Um, it's all food. It's all food. Mm-hmm. It's all food. It's all, it all revolves around food. That's, that's great. So really, if anybody wants to reach out because they want your help with something yeah. and they want to pay you for it because your time is worth so much, you deserve. It's worth so much more than I charge. What I charge. (laughs) I don't know if you're supposed to say that here, people. If you're listening, get on it now while she's still Um, uh, not charging you stuff. (laughs) But yeah, I've done catering. I've done all this fun stuff, and I love the like. I love it. I really love what I do wholeheartedly. That's really beautiful. I think that's for so many people. The goal is to love what they do. And one thing that I think is really fun is while you were figuring out what you love to do, you were saying yes to a lot of things, and doing a lot of things and researching a lot of things, not just sitting back and wishing things would come to you, but you put in the effort. Naomi Nachman gave me that piece of advice. Yeah. It was a few years ago and I had said something to her. Do I post too much on Instagram? Like do I, you know, and she said to me, Naomi, nobody is going, you have to put yourself out there. She's Mm -hmm. like, nothing is going to fall into your lap. And if you want something, you need to put yourself out there and go for it. And I've gotten the best pieces of advice from so many people, you know, and it's just, we all inspire each other. We really all help each other. And whenever I have, whenever I need an idea for a recipe or the the greatest ideas have come from my friends, you know? Wow. Yeah. That's really powerful. I have a couple of questions for you about babka. I know, I know you're not just doing babka, but it's, I love babka guys. I just really do, especially chocolate, but that's not, I know my favorite babka that you make because it's the one that I make all the time. I'm curious, do you have a favorite babka that you make? I don't like chocolate. I just can't even I'm believe sorry. it. The chocolate lava, then I'll say it. The chocolate lava is life. Life. So what's your favorite? So I am a huge cinnamon lotus fan. Oh, that's good. I like my cinnamon. I mm. like crunchy lotus, some mm. vanilla, sometimes maple. In there also? Either the maple or the lotus, but I like a cinnamon base. Okay. And like that little spicy or cheese, cheese. sweet cheese, savory cheese. Sweet. I'm a sweet girl. Like cheesecakey go in that direction. Oh my God. No, (laughs) cheesecakey. Sorry guys. We're just making you hungry. It's okay. And this is cool because then you guys can get hungry to make your own babka and all, how do people go and find your recipes? I meant to make a blog that just never really happened, (laughs) but they're all in my pictures and in my highlights and I have babka highlights. You just have to like, you know, take a little bit of time and scroll through. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, save everything in my highlights and everything is in my posts and you can always just message me oh right on okay so one thing that's really good to know you don't sell your babka right I used to ship it Mm -hmm. I don't really anymore and by really I don't I got you know unless somebody wants to locally pick it up Mm -hmm. or I happen to be in New York or LA and I make it there but yeah. So really, if people want your babka, the best thing they can go, do is go to your Instagram, which is at? Oh, Instagram, at Naomi yep. underscore the line on the bottom. 
T-G-I-S. And they can go and search through your highlights. They can even message you if they need to, and they can find your recipes. And really, when they go to the highlights, you don't just post a recipe. You post all the how-to, all the action steps. Or you could schedule a demo. Oh, so they can schedule a demo with you, do consulting work. And is the best way to reach you through Instagram? It is. Great. Yeah. I love it. Naomi, thank you so much for coming over. We got to do this in person in my house today. The dog is at our feet. I know how much you love Louie. He loves you too. He's literally sleeping super hard at your feet right now. And I'm just so grateful we got to do this in person. And I just learned a lot from you. So I hope everybody else did too. Thank you, Melinda and Lou. Thanks for listening, and I hope today's podcast inspired you to take action. I always love to hear from you guys. What are you up to? What challenges you're facing? What are you celebrating? So head on over to Instagram and find me at the real Melinda Strauss and share what you're up to. And if you liked what you heard today and want more just like it, don't forget to subscribe to the Kavana podcast so that you get a notification every time I post a new episode.